Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? We at Brave Enough understand that, and that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional therapist. BetterHelp's counselor network offers a broad range of expertise that may not be available in many areas. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Finally, BetterHelp is more affordable than offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Brave Enough Show listeners will get 10% off their first month. Just visit BetterHelp.com backslash Brave Enough. That's BetterHelp.com backslash Brave Enough to get your 10% off your first month. Or you could just follow the link in the show notes and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health today. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In Season 2, Episode 36, Sasha discusses how to support the next generation of women. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hello and welcome to the Brave Enough Show. Thanks for tuning in. It's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. I am really excited to be offering a new course, a new resource for all of you. If you haven't been to the Brave Enough website lately, we have completely remodeled it and we've pretty much made it a compository or a library of resources for you. If you go to the very first page and you scroll, you can find a self-assessment quiz. And in that quiz, you can see you know, what you need, um, what area you need to work on or grow on, or just be encouraged about from things like parenting to leadership, to negotiation, to style. <laughs> so we have a ton of new resources on there. And I really want to encourage you to go there and check it out. And one of the new resources is the confidence course. For the last five years, I've been, you know, changing pretty much how I am in the world and how I see myself in the world and what I bring to the world. And it isn't because I've learned something that's, you know, some special secret or I have some skills that are more than the average Joe. It's just because I've been working on one singular thing and that is my confidence. You know, I think all of us as women have ideas and creativity, innovation, and we want to bring our own creativity and innovation into the world. But oftentimes, even if it's an idea or speaking up at a meeting, we lack our internal confidence and we lack um, a muscle, which is really something that you should think about when you think about confidence. It's like a muscle. And if the more you stretch it and the more you grow that muscle, the more confident you are to put your ideas and innovation and creativity into the world. So I am starting a new confidence course and it's going to start uh, June 21st and I'm inviting all of you to come with me. I would love for you to come with me on this course. The coolest part is it's all online. You can do it at your own pace. There will be an awesome teaching event that I'm going to do live for you to come in and ask questions and we can break down confidence and how I overcome internal struggles and really empower yourself. And the cool thing is confidence can be applied to anything. It can be applied to how you relate to others, how you relate to yourself, your family, those in your workplace. So check it out at becomebraveenough.com. So today we're going to be talking about an issue that's really near and dear to my heart. 
And that is how we as women can elevate and support the next generation of women that are coming up behind us. And I think oftentimes in our life, we think about our own success or our own goals and objectives. And when we do that, we think of it very singularly. Like we think that how we are and how we go through life really makes you know, all the difference in the outcome of our success. But the truth is that we really live and breathe in a community, in a society where we have a lot of other people around us and we're influenced by their perceptions of us, their actions towards us, and there's their reactions towards our actions. And one of the most singular things that I want you to think about, instead of just thinking about your own success, I want you to start thinking about how you can breed success because confidence and success is contagious. And when we reach out to women around us and when we empower and encourage women around us, we all rise. We all rise together. And there's so much more power in the collective, which is why I renamed part of my website, the BE Collective, because I really truly believe in the core of my being. It's a value I share that women empower other women and women are best suited to help and support other women. And yet so often in our lives, I know in my life, there have been times where I have felt completely isolated and completely alone. And I think, you know, very few people understand that the reason I started Brave Enough, the reason it even came to fruition was out of a space of loneliness and isolation and not being able to connect with other women in a way that I knew was possible. And so it wasn't until I slowly started very small with a small spark of about 10 people and it just grew to be this amazing community that I realized like it wasn't about Sasha. It was about the collective. It was about all of us. And, you know, the ripple effect of me sending out one confidence post or one inspirational post or one really vulnerable, you know, message and sharing my story about how isolated I was that other women started to go, well, wait a minute, that's me. I'm isolated. You mean I don't have to be? And the truth is that we often think about, you know, the most busiest times of our lives as the time where we don't get to have friends. We don't need friendship. We don't have friendship. It's just not the time for our life to connect with other women. But there's such strength when you empower other women and when you reach out and across the divide. And so I'm going to break down some myths this morning and I'm going to, I want us to think about as women, how we look behind us. Okay. So often we're so focused forward on our own success or people that inspire us. And that's great. But I want us to actually stop for today and look behind us and think about the next generation of women and what we can do to empower the younger generation and the women that are coming up behind us, because it's just as important to do that as it is for us to march forward and be an example for them. So I'm going to kind of break apart some myths and talk about some truths that I have found in my life that I think are really important for women to encourage and help the women that are coming behind us, whether it's a student, whether it's a college student, a medical student, a graduate student 
student, a new business partner, a new law partner, someone that a new teacher at our school, but anyone that's younger than us or that is coming up behind us or in a role that we used to be in, we really owe it to them. And it can be simple measures and metrics to reach back and encourage them and pull them forward. You know, my wonderful friend and expert in gender equity, Julie Silver, always talks about push the push pull phenomenon. You know, you, you pull women up and they push you forward. And I love that, uh, that visual. And I love that that is something that is so obtainable for all of us to do. So the first thing I want to talk about helping the younger generation is the thought that I have, I call this like allowing the younger generation to shine. And what do I mean by that? Well, I think sometimes the younger generation is going to lead. They're going to, they're going to talk, they're going to communicate. They're going to really exert their own passion and their own way. It's going to look really different than the way that we do. And sometimes I think that is mistaken for leading in a wrong way. But the truth is that Every generation has their own approach and take to problems, and every person does. And so one of the things I've learned as I've worked for the last 15 years training the next generation of doctors is that everyone has their own approach to leadership, and every woman has her own approach to leadership. And when I say leadership, that's what I'm I I really am speaking to that. I want women to think of themselves as leaders and I want even young women to think of themselves as leaders even more so. I want them to think that their voice matters. I want them to think that the way they carry themselves matters. And so I've really tried to encourage women when I see them leading the younger generation. So when I see a trainee or a student or someone speaking up, even if I can tell that it's maybe stressful or maybe they're worried about their voice or how they're, they're, carrying their voice. Imagine myself as their subconscious (laughs) cheerleader. And I'm like, right then and there, I'll say, you know, I really liked how you handled that. Or I'll say that was really good leadership. Or I really liked how you were very uh, authoritative in this situation and took charge. Good job. Even if I can tell that it's not a way I would have done it, or if it's not perfect, I can tell that they're trying to assert themselves and maybe they are doubting, you know, the internal replay that happens so much when we do assert ourselves. Whenever I see a younger woman doing anything and leading in any way, even if it's trying to take charge of a meeting or trying to, you know, raise her hand to, you know, insert her idea, I affirm, 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 because I want that message to be, okay, I want her to think that was scary. I didn't do it perfectly, but that's okay because that's what leadership is. And that's how we grow the next generation of women leaders is we allow them to lead and speak and use their voice that is authentic to them. And then we affirm them even when it's different than the way we would. And I think that's so important and something I've learned. It didn't come naturally to me. I think I have a very specific way of leading. And I am a very direct and blunt person, but not everyone has that voice and not everyone, that's not the way they lead and that's okay. So it's taken me a while to appreciate other people's personality and other women's leadership styles. And to realize that the more I affirm other women who are different than me, the more women as a collective 
the more we as a collective, as a community have power and are empowered. And the other thing that it does is it demonstrates to everyone else in the room that women support other women. So it busts this myth of women, you know, being catty and, and hurting other women. And I've talked about this in multiple other episodes, as you know, but yes, women can be mean to other women, but men can be mean to women. Men can be men to women. Men can be mean to men. So I don't think that there's, you know, I think the focus and the kind of false reality and narrative is that we, women are so catty and mean to other women, but I see a lot of women supporting other women. And that's what I wanted to just talk about today. So the second thing I want to talk about, the second truth is you don't have to be friends to support other women. So let's just let that sink in for a minute. You do not have to be friends with a woman to support her, okay? I think that this is a very common kind of struggle that we have as women, where we see another woman doing something, but we're not really close with her. So how do we amplify her? We don't even know her, maybe. How do we support her? Uh, the other thing is maybe we know her and we don't like her, or maybe we've had one, re- you know, kind of interaction that wasn't great. And we've just are kind of like hands off. You can support other women that you're not friends with. You can support other women you don't like. <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> I mean, when I see a woman doing something that's courageous and brave, even if it's some, a person that, you know, I don't think that I would be friends with or want to hang out with personally in my time. I support that woman because I think, gosh, that's really courageous and brave that what she's doing, or she's leading in a way that I can really get behind. And I think that this is something that is so critical to our daily work life that we start seeing the attributes of women and the characteristics and the, and the, and the achievements of women as something that can all, all of us can get behind and support, right? All of us can get behind and support the actual achievement that took immense persistence and work ethic to get there. We don't have to be best friends with that woman to support her. And I'm not saying that, you know, there are people that I just cannot stand that I fake go on social media and I, you know, fake post because I know that that will be something that someone will say that I'm trying, that I'm saying here, and that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying you can separate someone's achievements and their success and their work in an area from their, your personal interaction with them and whether you want to be best friends with them. And you can promote that work and amplify that work. So if someone publishes something or someone, uh, you know, gets a promotion, amplify that. Because the more our society sees role models and that women can support other women and that women can achieve things, the more that the next generation of women coming behind us will do the same and that it will be an easier path for them. I don't want it to be a harder path for the women coming behind me. I want it to be an easier path. So if that means amplifying women I don't know or amplifying women that I respect but may not love or like, I'm going to do it. Because that's the outcome is going to be amplification of all women. And let me tell you, this is not if, you know, I think people think that because I have a very positive message on social media that all women must like Sasha Shilkut. Actually, that's very untrue. There, I get disparaging remarks or I get, um, you know, negative comments from sometimes very powerful women that will say, we don't like the way you did this, or we don't understand why you did this. And, you know, first of all, I always appreciate when they tell it to me, 
to my, to my email or my text or my DM instead of out on social media. I've had a few times where women, very powerful women have attacked me on social media for things that I didn't see coming or that I, I don't, I don't do that. You won't see me doing that. That's not the way I address conflict. I actually appreciate it when women message me privately or email me their disdain. They don't have to like me. I think that's a sign of respect though. If someone is reaching out to me and, and complaining about me or giving giving me um, negative feedback, but they're doing it privately. Uh, To me, that says they respect me, right? So I don't want people to think that I can, I'm giving you this message because I myself have never experienced negativity from another woman. That's not true. I experience negativity from women routinely, but it doesn't stop me. And I'm not going to be deterred by, for promoting other women or even promoting those women. I think that that's a sign of maturity and grace. So I want to encourage you to think differently and really think strategically that if you empower other women, even if you don't know, there's so many women that don't know me and that have empowered me by amplifying my voice or my message. It's amazing. And that's how we get our messages. And that's how we really help the next generation by being that example and that role model. The next thing I want to talk about is difficult because I think it's something we all struggle with. Um, and that is avoiding the comparison trap. Listen, there are women out there right now who have a voice on social media or have a platform or have leaderships, courses, um, things very similar to me that are doing a much better job than I'm doing. And it's really easy for me to look to those women and go, man, I, I, you know, she is so much more successful than me or she's doing it so much better than I'm doing it. But what is that really, how does that help me or the collective of women to have that thought in my brain? It really doesn't. So it's so natural for us to compare. We all compare ourselves to others. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, any way you can go on any platform and compare yourself to how other women are doing things. But, you know, I've found that the most, the the women I respect the most don't fall into that trap. Okay. They're not comparing and, and themselves to other women. They're just putting their voice out there, owning their unique talents and traits. There's enough space in our world for all of us to shine. Okay. Let me repeat that. There's enough space in our world for all of us to shine such an important truth and one that I live by. So when those thoughts start coming into my brain where I'm thinking, okay, I'm comparing myself to this person. I always think, but that's not who God made me to be. That's not who I was created to be. I was not created to have that voice. I need to embrace my own authentic voice and my own path in the world and the people I touch. And the truth is we need so many women leaders right now. We need women leading in all these different spaces and in all these different areas. It's so important. And it's important because we need to have a reach to pull all of us forward. And that next generation is looking at us. They're looking, they're watching us and they're going, hmm, who are my role models? And let me tell you, when I was 15 years ago in my area of my career, there were not a lot of women role models. It was hard to find someone. I want it to be that we all, we have so many that people are like, well, who do I follow? Right? Like that's, wouldn't that be amazing? And the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, helping the next generation learn from our mistakes and our successes. So many times, you know, we are, when we give advice, we give advice from a place of success. So 
it's, you know, someone is coming to us and saying, I want, I get these messages all the time. You know, I see that you started this. How do I do this? How do I start a podcast? How do I go ask for a promotion? How do I get my paper published? These are the types of things that flood my inbox. And I think it's really easy because they're, they're asking you how you became successful, but the truth is part of your success, you probably have some failures in there. Okay. So when I sit down with a mentee and I was just doing this last week, I had two meetings with two mentees. I talked about the first five years. And when I talked about the first five years, I talked about all my failures, things I did wrong. And I think it's really important that we share our failures and we embrace those failures because that's how the next generation is going to avoid them. And, you know, of course, it's great to talk about your success and how you were successful to do things. But the truth is that your success was built on a path of failures, most likely. Maybe you've never shared those with someone or, you know, it's not something you put on a CV or a resume. It's not something you talk about on stages unless you're Sasha Shilkut and you give your TED talk about failure. Um, you don't, you don't do that. We don't do that. We cover those up, but I want to really encourage us to think about when we empower the next generation and we talk about ways to find success, whether it's in our career or work-life balance, it's really important that we talk about what we did wrong because then that person avoids that mistake. Just like when you're reading or doing a scientific experiment, you always have to report the negatives, like what you tried that failed, how many false negatives you had or, or false positives you had, or how many things that, you know, whatever the therapy was, it did not work. Correct. And we reveal that in a very transparent way in science, because we want the next person that's completing the study or designing a study to have that data. And so failure data is so important and that's just what it is. Just think of it as data and sharing that with the next generation. So whenever a woman, you know, asks me the next generation or the younger generation says, Hey, can you meet with me for coffee? I always am really transparent about whatever they're asking. Normally it's about success, but I always, you know, I'm very blunt and direct about my failures because, you know, they will, they see a website. They didn't know that it took me 10 months to build it and I made a hundred mistakes, but I want them to know that. So they don't make the same mistakes. And I think it's like fast tracking leadership for the next generation and fast tracking basically equity for the next generation. How do we do that? And I, I really want us to think about that and empowering the next generation. And so again, allowing them to shine in their unique ways, not trying to get them to replicate who we are as leaders in our generation, realizing that we don't have to be friends to support other women. We can just support other women by simply respecting their outcomes and then avoiding the comparison trap and teaching them from both your mistakes and your success. So I hope I gave you some encouragement today and I want to encourage you to go to the Brave Enough website. And if you are struggling on how to, you know, encourage other women, I have a ton of other resources. I have a whole section on my blog and writings and resources about how to support other women. And just, there's a section called women. (laughs) 
So I want to encourage you to go there. And if you're isolated, if you're feeling lonely and you're listening, join one of my communities and please join me for the next confidence course. It's going to be amazing. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss out. This is going to be phenomenal. You're going to learn about the science of confidence. You're going to learn about how to build your internal confidence and find your internal strong voice and stand strong. So check it all out at becomebraveenough.com. And as always, live brave. This episode was sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Please visit BetterHelp.com backslash brave enough to receive 10% off your first month. This has been an HSG production.